Episode 11 of the Belleville Sense Podcast, Season 2 is here. Halfway point of the 23-24 AHL season is fast approaching as the Belleville Sens get set to head to Utica and Laval this week. They'll also welcome the Rocket to CAA Arena coming up on Saturday for Bell Let's Talk Night where we share the importance of making mental health a priority and talk a little bit about how we deal with our mental health and... That's Saturday, and uh, we'll recap last week's games as well. Sens picking up uh, a couple more wins and uh, a loss as well in Toronto, bringing an end to the seven-game win streak, uh, plus a special guest this week as former Belleville Sens uh, All-Star. Drake Matherson will join us from Ottawa on uh, the line to talk a little bit about his season right now with the big club and share some memories of his time uh, here in the friendly city. So thanks for being with us. David Foote and Brock Ormond here. Uh, Before we get going, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening. A road-heavy schedule these next few weeks, so it might make for some uh, different publishing times of the Belleville Sends podcast. Uh, So uh, make sure to subscribe. Uh, Throw us a rating and a review. We'd uh, appreciate that as well. Uh, Mixed bag week. For the Belleville Sens uh, this week, Brock, something we haven't had to say in in a few weeks, um, and uh, mixed but still pretty good outcomes for Belleville as they um, shut out the Manitoba Moose. Their uh, win streak ends by being shut out uh, in Toronto against the Marlies, but then they get some payback on Toronto uh, at home on the uh, Sunday matinee uh, as well. So uh, not a bad week overall. No, it was uh, worked out pretty well. They still won eight out of nine and uh, had a great performance against Manitoba last Wednesday, shutting them out. And then, uh, yeah, mixed bag, like you said, against the Toronto Marlies. Uh, one of those games on Friday where just nothing seemed to go in for them, nothing seemed to go right, but it did start out okay. Kevin Mandelazy was great in that first period and kept the Sens uh, in it when they were maybe pressing a little bit for goals. And then all of a sudden, the Marlies just turned it on in the second and then really uh, put the boots to them in the third. Uh, Ryan Tuerberg with four goals for the Marlies. Uh, former uh, Toronto Junior Canadian. Remember calling him back uh, in his days in the OJHL. Now he went to University of Connecticut. Now he's in Toronto, but uh, good on him. But uh, tough for the Sens, but they bounce back. And that's the key uh, in a you know season where sometimes you're not going to always have your best game every night. Uh, you come in and... You go, come back at home in front of a rabid crowd, too. Almost 4,300 there on uh, Sunday afternoon, which mm-hmm. is outstanding. Great crowd. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Sens fans that really enjoyed. A lot of kids, too, in the crowd. Uh, it was just outstanding, and the Sens really fed off of that, jumping out to that 3-0 lead in the first. Marley's cut it a little close in the second as they uh, caught a, a bit of a second wind after that Friday game, but then Belleville pretty much took it home in that third period, and they were not uh, afraid to mix it up a little bit, which was uh, great to see. Uh, showed a lot of a lot of uh, bite back against a Marley's team that was really riding high off of that big uh, shutout win on Friday. So uh, all in all, a great uh, team effort. And uh, guys that need to score did. Igor Sokolov was there. Uh, you had Jacob Larson scoring from the point. Yuri Smeko with a couple of goals. His first two back since uh, coming back from the uh, Ottawa Senators. So uh, great balanced effort. And the Belleville Sens were full credit for those two points on Sunday. 
Yeah, and uh, really have uh, become a strong team at home this season, which is not something uh, that uh, you know has been the case in the last couple of years. Sends closer to 500, but right now I think they're like five games over 500 here at home, and um, I think that's really making a difference for this team. Uh, and it's so important to capitalize on those home games and, and pick up victories, especially in a month like this where you're only playing three games at home. Everything else has to be done on the road, so uh, nice to see the Sens get that win on home ice, um, both on Wednesday and on Sunday. Yeah, and that's the thing, right, with only so many home games we talked about at the beginning of the month, uh, really need to, to dig down and, and get those points, and, and they have through the first two, and they could go 3-0 and uh, if they can take a victory on uh, that return trip back home to, to face the Laval Rocket. They've had a lot of success against them this year. They've beaten them twice already here at CAA Arena. So very much a 3-0 record is within reach, but uh, can't look too far ahead. They got Utica, who's a very good team, and then Laval uh, in Laval the, at Place Bell before that. But yeah, the home record has been outstanding, and the fans have really taken to this team and uh, have shown that you know, this is a group that can be can, you can get behind because most of the guys have been here all season and you're starting to get to know how they operate a little bit. And it seems like more and more uh, coming off of uh, there's one point where they didn't play at home during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So it almost seems like they're uh, appreciating playing here at home more. And CAA Arena can be a really intimidating building when you get all the fans in there and rocking like they were, especially on Sunday with uh, probably, I would say, the best crowd of the season. Yeah, one of them for sure. We've had a few up over that 4,000 mark, which is um, always nice to see. Uh, a couple other things you pointed out over the course of the week. Uh, the goaltending in uh, Toronto in the 8 nothing loss. Um, really interesting story there because at about 6 nothing, uh, Dave Bell called Kevin Mandelaze to the bench and um, said, hey, Mando, you know, do you want to come out? It's obviously not going great for you. Uh, and Kevin Mandelaze said, no, I'm going to finish the game. And uh, much to his credit, he went back in and he did that. Now, the reason was because Levy Marilainen had just come in from uh, Texas after Mad Sogard was uh, recalled to the NHL. They needed to fill that backup void. And it ended up being about a 14-hour or so travel day for Marilainen. He did get to the rink in time to, to dress in and to back up and Technically would have been available to play, but that's a, a nice team move by Kev Mandelaze to say, you know what, my numbers are, are getting absolutely mangled right now on a tough night out, but uh, it's also not fair to put the young buck in and uh, and you know make him have to have to go through this with the day that he's had. And then look at uh, what happens on Sunday. Marilinen comes in and he gets the start and he gets the win in his return to the AHL and uh, I think that's uh, just a, again a little bit of a testament to uh, the close-knitness of the goaltending department here in Belleville. Yeah that's uh, the kind of thing that you like to see because uh, some sometimes some teams uh, have goalies where they're battling with each other they're competing with each other they see each other as uh, competitors or adversaries so to speak but these guys don't, and Mad Sogard, who's up in Ottawa now, Mandalazy and Marilina have all been pretty close, and they fed off each other, and that's made for a more successful year for all three of them, really. And even with Levy going to the ECHL's Allen Americans, he's gotten a lot of uh, learned experience down there and in Texas, and that's uh, what you like to see for a goalie that is going to be the future of this organization, really. So uh, Sogard, Mandalazy, and Marilina all feeding off each other well. It's great to see, and Mando with a... Uh, textbook grade a good guy move to uh, to let Levy Marilining catch his breath get off the uh, the plane and just have a little bit of a time to sit there and, and just watch and learn and then come in Sunday and play a really good game like he did so that all paid off and 
And uh, Kevin Mandelazzi, of course, will bounce back from that as well. That's uh, one of those games where just nothing goes right, although, like I said, he really kept them in it in the first. Yeah, and he's been so good lately. And you talk about Levy Marilyn and getting that experience in the ECHL. I think he had won six straight starts or something like that coming back up here. So, um, you know, certainly the goaltending department ticking along and, and ticking along so well that it drew the interest of the parent club with uh, news breaking this week that Justin Peters has been promoted to the goaltending coach in Ottawa and will now go up and, and try to, um, you know, solidify what's going on in the crease up there. Um, with uh, Anton Forsberg, who's hurt, and Eunice Corpusallo, and now Mad Sogard as well. And, I mean, for Sogi's sake, that's going to make that transition uh, a lot easier. Not that it's his first time or he's never been there or never had success in the NHL, but when the guy who's been basically guiding you through your development comes up to the show with you, uh, that's got to be a big payoff for him. I'm sure they're both really happy about yeah, that. Yeah, it is. That's outstanding. And, and Justin Peters, yeah, uh, was, was about to mention that too, that uh, Justin Peters got a chance to go up to Ottawa and, and take over for Zach Burke. And uh, yeah, it's well-deserved for him. He's, mm -hmm. he's a guy that's uh, really brought these guys together and helped mold them. And of course, a uh, couple before that as well, he was helping out guys like Dylan Ferguson who were who are now not with the organization anymore. But uh, that's that's a, a big thing. And, and you heard the fans uh, up in Ottawa rave about him too, saying that he's done so well with Belleville and getting them all to... Uh, to fit together and to play the game that uh, they need to play to be a professional goaltender, be a successful professional goalie. So uh, Sogard and Peters have that relationship already, which is really great to see and uh, well-deserved for Petey because, uh, you know, he's he's definitely put his time in and, and uh, the AHL has definitely been good to him. And Dave Bell's really excited too, I imagine, to get him up there. Yeah, and uh, no word before anybody asks, no word on what's happening in terms of a goaltending coach uh, here in Belleville. I think they're just going to keep motoring forward for the time being. And uh, obviously we'll update you when we get some news on that. Um, look. Couple more notes before uh, we get to Drake Batherson, our feature guest this week, to uh, talk a bit about his time in Belleville, uh, the current season in Ottawa, and his AHL All Star experiences, uh, among other topics. Um, Jacob Larson scoring for the Sens the other night. Uh, you'd mentioned that as well Brock and uh, on the broadcast Tim Durkin uh, was flipping through our stat pack that uh, uh, our interns Chris and Lindsay in the communications department have been doing an excellent job in, in keeping up to date but he stumbled upon some notes about Jacob Larson and, and his performance as it relates to the Belleville Sens team success this season uh, namely that when Larson is in the lineup the Sens are 18-5-2-3 when he records a point they're uh, un beaten in regulation 8-0-1-0 and when Jacob Larson scores a goal the Sens are 4-0 now two of those goals happen overtime winners so that does help that yep. stat a little bit but um, it just goes to show the type of, uh, of player the type of calming presence the type of uh, true professional and I think leader that Jacob Larson is for this hockey club yeah and Larson is a uh, mobile defenseman moves well and and yeah offensively he's chipped in uh, at various points this year and uh even if he doesn't do that, his defensive game has really been solid and steady, and he's uh, stonewalled a lot of really good forwards in the AHL, particularly in the North Division, and uh, gotten his chance in Ottawa as well. He's done uh, really well in terms of uh, learning and listening because uh, 
with new coaches, new assistant coaches, including a new defensive coach, uh, it can be a little bit difficult to adjust uh, to what they want you to do versus what you've learned uh, from past coaches maybe or, or maybe even earlier than that in your junior or minor days. So uh, give uh, good on Jacob Larson for learning and maybe adjusting his game a little bit, and it seems like it's really paid off for him. A uh, couple of clutch goals too, like you said. Uh, remember that comeback uh, goal or the overtime winner he had in the comeback game against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins back in early November. That was a, a highlight for sure of my watching that. Uh, so he's uh, he's been great this season, and uh, all in all, uh, he'll be the type of guy that gets those top four minutes and really uh, pushes the paces of his other teammates because he makes his other uh, D partners better, which is uh, what you want to see from a guy like him. All right, and the last thing to look at as we roll through uh, the standings and the stats. So uh, Belleville is still in third place in the North Division and now sitting with 40 points. Come into the week, two points back of Syracuse for second and only eight points back of the Cleveland Monsters in first place. So, again, some steady and consistent performances on the ice are seeing Belleville climb up the standings. Uh, they're only .012% back of the Syracuse Crunch if you're looking at the uh, win percentage as well. Uh, we did see some change in the statistical leaders for the first time in a few weeks. Igor Soklov, as you mentioned, had a really good week. He's now the... Uh, Points leader for Belleville this season, 23 points for him, uh, 11 goals. Uh, he leads the team in that category too. Max Gannett uh, still the assist leader with 18. Sokolov, six power play goals. Uh, no change on the shorthanded front. Krukshanko, Stopchuk, and Pilon each have one. Um, so, you know, Speaking of defensemen, Nicholas Montenpalo is a plus nine team leading, which is extremely impressive. And then Matt Sogard still the uh, goals against average and save percentage leader for this team. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit more defense uh, after we hear from Drake Batherson because uh, there's a pretty big milestone coming up this week for Lassie Thompson as well. So uh, we'll touch on that coming up. Transaction-wise, uh, Jared Lucas-Savages was released. Taron Pfizer was loaned to the Allen Americans, though uh, he may be on the way back with uh, Roby Arvetti out injured and uh, Garrett Pilon leaving the game on uh, Sunday as well. And we talked about the goaltending changes. Levy Marilinen uh, back in Belleville. Mad Sogard is back in Ottawa uh, to try to help the parent club uh, pick up some victories as they head into the second half of the season. Uh, again, games this week, Wednesday at Utica, Friday at Laval, and Saturday here at home against the Laval Rocket. We will uh, tee up all of those uh, matchups when uh, we come back after hearing from Drake Batherson. He'll be our guest when we return again. One of the uh, all-time leaders in a whole bunch of categories for the Belleville Sins. Uh, at least he was before Igor Sokolov took over a lot of those categories. Uh, Drake still in top three, top five, uh, and holds a bunch of rookie records for this franchise as well. So uh, we will talk to him when we come back. It's episode 11 of the Belleville Sins podcast. Drake Batherson joins us next on the Belleville Sins Entertainment Network. Stick around. Big divisional games will make February huge. Let your Belleville Senators hear you cheer. Benny on the near half wall, back to Gannett, cross it goes, Sokolov shoots and scores! Friday, February 9th, 7 p.m. Your Sens play the Utica Comets, AHL affiliate of the New Jersey Devils for Super Friday with many football giveaways for the first 1,500 fans. More in 2024 with your Belleville Senators. See BellevilleSens.com. Go Sens, go!
Back on the Belleville Sands podcast, episode 11. We're about to hear from uh, Drake Batherson, uh, named twice to the AHL All-Star Classic as a member of the Belleville Sands. Got a recall, so only went once. Uh, we'll talk to him about his All-Star experience in just a moment. But uh, in terms of names that uh, resonate with fans in this uh, city, in this uh, region, when it comes to the Belleville Senators, Brock, I think... Drake Batherson's got to be at the top of the list. He was really the first uh, superstar player for Ottawa that, um, you know, wasn't here when the team arrived in 2017-18 and, um, you know, made his presence felt immediately. Um, Obviously, as we mentioned earlier, you know, at one point, team leader in points and goals and a whole bunch of other categories. Um, What uh, sticks out to you when uh, you hear the name Drake Batherson? Well, uh, he was uh, he was a dynamite player to watch when he was in Belleville, and like you said, he didn't come here originally. But uh, when he was when he arrived, he got a lot of eyeballs from a lot of people. And after his uh, great career in junior, uh, he comes to to Belleville in the 18-19 season, 62 points in 59 games, and that shows that uh, he was ready for for. Uh, professional hockey and he was just outstanding uh, got his first few games in the NHL then went on to play 44 had 54 points in 1920 and he would have been on that Sens team that would have probably made a pretty good run at the Calder Cup uh, and of course we all know what happened there and <laughs> don't need to, to dwell on that but Batherson was uh, was a brilliant player uh, you know every time he was out there you sense something special was going to happen because he was so quick with his stick and he was able because of his bigger frame he was able to elude guys while almost having guys bounce off of him and uh, he he made uh, made a lot of guys look really good of course uh, he was good himself and uh, put up a lot of points here uh, definitely was one of the fan favorites even for sure he one of those guys that the talented players I mean they, they get all the the attention and and uh, sometimes fans really uh, stick to the guys that are maybe not as strong or not as talented, but they uh, push forward, and they're one of the the, the uh, best players in terms of effort in that. But Batherson was both, and that's uh, something that really got him to Ottawa, and, and he's garnered a lot of attention uh, and uh, praise from DJ Smith and now Jacques Martin, and it seems like he's going to be a part of that Ottawa team for a long time coming, and it's all thanks to his development here in Belleville under uh, the former head coach, Troy Mann, who did a really good job working with him, and seems like uh, those two guys go hand-in-hand hand because they both arrived at the same time, and Batherson is, uh, was definitely a dynamite player, and, and the uh, skill and speed that he had was uh, something to watch every single night. It was uh, really great to watch him play, and uh, now you can say that he's one of those uh, many Belleville Sens that have made a difference in Ottawa, too. Well, why don't we hear right from uh, the man himself, Drake Batherson, our guest this week on Episode 11 of the Belleville Sens podcast. Thanks for taking the time, Drake. Really, uh, really appreciate it. I know things are pretty busy for you guys right now. Yeah, no problem at all. Happy to be on and talk about all the great memories I had down there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's start with your season in, in Ottawa right now. Uh, obviously, it's you know it's not where you guys were hoping to be at the start of the season, but how would you kind of describe uh, how the campaign has been, especially with everything that's uh, that's gone on um, off the ice this season? It's been a little bit different. Yeah, no, obviously coming in, um, adding a few guys over the summer, there's pretty big expectations for our team and uh you know we we're all excited for for the challenge we had coming into the season and obviously got off to a pretty okay start and then obviously didn't uh play as well as we wanted um you know before christmas and you know after lately but uh yeah i know you just kind of got to block out the noise coming into the rink and um 
you know, this is what we all love doing. You got to just put a smile on your face and work as hard as you can. And, uh, you know, no one's going to feel bad for you from the outside. So you just kind of got to stick together, uh, have as much fun as you can. You know, it's tough when you're losing, but uh, at the end of the day, that's all you can do. Just enjoy it and just work your way out of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like like the club is that far off from from finding that success. You know, it's in reach. Obviously, it's a talented group there um, in Ottawa. But uh, maybe just a a reminder, I suppose, of how difficult the, the National Hockey League is as a whole. Yeah, no, any any night, uh, you know, even in the AHL and the NHL, no matter who you're playing, it's not it's not a guaranteed win. So you got to come in and have the same mindset whether you're playing, you know, defending cup champs or a team in in the bottom of the standings. And uh, yeah, it's obviously tough um, just to just to get a win on any given night. And uh, yeah, you know, you just got to come in and be ready to go and give the best you can. And I think the most consistent teams are the ones that that make the playoffs and uh, we just got to find that groove get on a roll and you know anything can happen uh, well you did a fair bit of winning here in Belleville um, with the Belleville Sens and and uh, this club is on a pretty good run uh, of uh, of play right now so um, wanted to catch up and and talk a little bit about the impact that the Belleville Senators have had on the Ottawa Senators in the last few years I mean you guys have like 10 players right now um, who started in Belleville um, and I think that just kind of shows that that impact that uh, that this team has with with the big club. No, for sure. I mean, um, obviously, we had a lot of good teams down there. My first year, uh, we had to win the last game to get in the playoffs. Unfortunately, didn't. And then my second year, I think we were first place across the whole league. So, and then COVID hit, which was unfortunate. It was probably the the most fun I've ever had in a, in a season of hockey with that group of guys down there. And uh, we were really looking forward to, you know, all just going into the playoffs and seeing what we we could do. And we were a young, young skilled team, but we had some older guys who, who were, who had been around and led us in the right direction. And uh, I know I say it all the time to my buddies, the, the most fun I've ever had was my second year in Belleville there. And uh yeah, no, obviously the, the, the turnover of guys, uh, even from my first year in Belleville that are playing, you know, across other teams, uh, like Andreas England, he's now in LA, obviously Nick Paul and, uh, you know, a few other guys I can't really think of any, everyone right now. And then, uh, now currently on my team, uh, obviously played with Josh Norris on the line down there, uh, had a lot of success and, uh, you know, there's a few other guys that are here. So no, it's definitely, I think there's a stat in the league: ninety-eight percent of the NHL play in the play in the AHL before before coming up. Um, you know, look at a guy like Nikita Kucherov; he played in Syracuse, and he was arguably one of the most dominant players in the league now. So pretty well, everyone played down there before coming up here. And I think uh, as a player, um, you know, unless you're a legit superstar, it's it's uh, it's not uh, bad for you to play down there, and you're only going to get better and just learn to, to be a pro down there for sure. Chatting with Sens forward Drake Batherson, um, you mentioned that uh, that nineteen twenty team, and and I think every day at the rink somebody is still talking about that group, um, the firepower, the the potential for success there, and I think a lot of people here are even a few years later still kind of sour about the way that that all uh, ended. It, it still kind of feels like a like an opportunity was was taken away. Hundred percent. I mean, uh, when I run into guys who I play with on that team just talk about all the great memories and then obviously what, what could have been right. Um, you know, we were pretty, pretty dominant team. We were, we had some, you know, great role players on that team too. I think of guys like Jordan Murray, Jack Doherty, 
Um, Cole Castles was there for a while, uh, along with so many other guys that just, that just, you know, played a great role in the team that, you know, helped us young guys, you know, just have success up front and just the bond we had, you know, the bus trips that we almost never wanted them to end. We had so much fun, uh, just every day at the rink. And obviously when you're winning is easy, but just the group we had, we had a, we had a blast along with the trainers, uh, you know, Maddie, uh, Mikey and Belf, all those guys I'm still close with. Um, it was just an, it was just an awesome group. And, uh, Yeah, definitely, definitely missed those times and wish we could have went into the playoffs and brought some playoff hockey to Belleville for sure. Well, uh, hopefully if things keep trending in the right direction, uh, this will be the year that uh, uh, the Belleville Sens get past that play-in round and, and into the uh, Calder Cup playoffs uh, officially, if I use the air quotes. Um, uh, <laughs> what advice would you give to, to some of those players that are, that are going up and down? Um, and what's it like to kind of see – uh, so many guys, even this year, come from Belleville, make their NHL debuts, and and to be able to be kind of a part of that uh, as an alumnus of of this AHL team as well. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. Uh, whenever a guy gets called up, it kind of brings you back to your memory of getting called up. And uh, you know, I think of Crookshank a little bit ago, he got called up, and you know, he's a guy kind of like myself, a later round draft pick who kind of had to had to earn his way up, and you know, he did that. Um, he's a hardworking kid, cares a lot about the game and, uh, just shows if, uh, you put the time in and you're committed, you can earn a call up and he did that and scored his first goal. So I love stories like that, um, later round picks and stuff like that, but, you know, for anyone to get called up, uh, it's obviously super special day for them and just brings you back the memories of, like I said, you get, you get in that call, call up and it's the best feeling in the world. And, you know, they bring so much energy when they get called up too, which is awesome. Yeah, not that uh, uh, Crooker always brings that energy, it feels like, and, and he's been uh, recognized as an AHL All-Star this year along with Max Gannett, and uh, you were a two-time All-Star uh, in this league. Um, if you think back to, to that point, what did that mean to you at, at that you know time in your career, uh, and what do you remember about the AHL All-Star experience? Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. I did it my rookie year, so uh, things were kind of crazy for me. Got off to a hot start there, uh, my first year pro in Belleville, and then I kind of got called up for 20 games, came back down, and then I was right to the All-Star game. So it was just kind of a world of emotions put into like three months that I just couldn't believe. And going there, I think I was the youngest guy there, and just kind of just kind of had a blast uh just kind of kept my mouth shut really and uh <laughs> no it was it was just a, a super fun time and uh yeah the second year I think I got called up right before the game and a few other guys got to go so no it's just a super cool experience to do something like that go to a city and take part in an all-star game and uh you know I just had a blast thinking back to you know every memory really and couldn't thank my my teammates and my line mates enough for for getting me uh to that game and yeah just want to represent the organization well when you go to an event like that and, and for those guys like for max and and for angus uh you know how how big of an achievement is this like how much should they hang their hats on on being named as an all-star because in any league it's a difficult thing to do especially uh here in the american hockey league Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think the American Hockey League is one of the most underrated leagues uh, in the world. It's a, it's a really tough league. I mean, you, if you can score 20 down there, it's a, 
it's a pretty good year, I feel like. So I think the guys that lead the league in goals are usually around 35. I remember my first year, I think the guy had 33 goals who led the, led the league in scoring. So it's a tough league to produce um, in. And, you know, for those guys to have, be having the seasons they're having and getting recognized is, is super awesome. And, uh, you know, they deserve it. And, uh, yeah, no, just super happy for those guys. And they should they should be proud of themselves for sure. It's going to be a wild one with travel. Uh, a Saturday night in Syracuse and then fly out to San Jose for Sunday All-Stars. So uh, oh, wow. it'll be an wow. experience <laughs> for sure. Oh, big time. Yeah, a couple <laughs> connection flights, I'm sure, out of Syracuse. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, a couple more minutes here with Senators uh, forward Drake Batherson, uh, former Belleville Senator. And, and we mentioned off the top, uh, you know, your name is uh, scattered all over the Belleville Senators uh, record books. But, uh, you know, recently uh, your pal Igor Sokolov has uh, passed you for some of those records. Uh, wondering how much you might hear from Soko about uh, his success here and and uh, kind of usurping you in in some of those categories. Yeah, no, it's funny you bring that up. I think uh, I think he beat me for the point record or something like that. And right away, I had a text after the game on my phone that he beat me. So it didn't take <laughs> me too long to figure that one out. But uh, no, obviously, me and Igor go way back. I think I was the, one of the first people he met uh, when he came to Canada. Obviously, living with him for a year and. Uh, you know, he's got the big wedding this summer that I'm a part of too. So yeah. no, we're still still pretty tight and you know it's tough to connect during the season, obviously with the busy schedules. But uh no, it was uh it was cool to see him break it and uh you know I'm sure there'll be other guys that break my my records for sure. Uh, given uh, you know all those connections, how nice is it to see this team performing well and uh you know sitting near the top of the North Division? It's it's been a couple seasons. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, uh, I've actually watched quite a few games this year. Um, yeah, and the team's playing great. I think they won seven in a row there before the loss the other night in Toronto, and then obviously a big win last night. So, no, I keep close tabs uh, when they're playing and we're not playing. I try to throw the game on and keep up with what's going down the, down there. And obviously pretty close with uh, Belzy, the head coach. He was my assistant my second year, and we have a great relationship and like I said, I'm tight with uh, you know, the equipment staff down there and the medical team. So no, anytime I see any of those guys and, you know, see them winning is, is, uh, is great. And uh, yeah, happy for the, the team and the city of Belleville for sure. All right. Uh, just a couple more thoughts on Ottawa and your season here before we let you go. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot of change in the organization that you got Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson behind the bench with you now. What has that experience been like to to learn from uh, a couple of guys with with the pedigree that they bring? Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Obviously, um, you know, with Alfie, I've I've watched him play since I was pretty much out of the womb. So, <laughs> and then uh, obviously with uh, our new coach, I've see, seen him a lot on TV growing up uh, when he was behind the Habs bench. So, uh, no, they both bring a ton of experience obviously um you know Jacques is two Stanley Cups uh with Pittsburgh and you know Alfie's a Hall of Famer so whenever whenever they're giving you notes you obviously tend to listen and uh they know what they're talking about so no it's been great uh you know the new additions there's been a lot of change like you said but uh you know everyone's been been great to me and great to everyone in the organization and uh you know it's been awesome obviously we would just love a, a few more wins on the ice to, to add on to that. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's coming. Yeah. And then a half a season still to play. So obviously there is uh there is room to, uh, to still finish strong and, and have some, uh, some concrete results this season. How do you guys um, kind of shift that mindset now and, and build off this win over San Jose and, and continue into the second half? 
Yeah, no, obviously getting that win the other night was a lot of weight off the, the shoulders, to yeah. say the least. And, uh, you know, we got some games in hand and, you know, who knows if uh, we go on a little run here, uh, you know, anything can happen. So, you know, we're going to we're going to battle right to the end and try to turn the ship around, uh, you know, before before it's too late. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely no quit and everyone's still pretty upbeat. So, uh, you know, that's how it's got to be. And, you know, like I said, just. Hopefully we can squeeze out a few more wins and uh, string a few together. All right, so there's Drake Batherson from the Ottawa Senators as we continue on the Belleville Sense podcast. Uh, really good chat. Always uh, nice to catch up with Drake. Uh, guy hasn't changed an ounce since uh, making it big in the NHL. And uh, for me, it was really cool to, to hear that he still keeps a pretty close eye on what's happening here in Belleville and, and is watching the games, much like uh, we do to Ottawa's games. Yeah, and he's, uh, he's definitely a student of the game. That's one thing I will say. Just listen to him uh, talk and, and uh, being so proud of his old teammate, uh, Igor Sokolov, as well, uh, breaking some of his records. Uh, he shows he's got that East Coast uh, mentality. He's got mm-hmm. the East Coast personality, and that's, uh, that's so awesome to see. And, of course, uh, his uh, dad, Norm Batherson, had a brief connection with the Belleville Bulls back in the late uh, 80s, early 90s there. So uh, he's got a lot of experience in Belleville, and, and it's so uh, so amazing to see him and getting his opportunity uh, in Ottawa and learning from Belleville. And, and that's the nice part, because some guys, they once they leave the AHL, they go to the NHL, they maybe don't pay attention as much, or they kind of just forget their roots or where they come from. Yeah. But Drake Batherson is not that guy at all. And like I said, I fully uh, fully believe him when he says he... He wants to, to watch Belleville. He wants to learn learn from them even too and, and see uh, kind of how the team operates. And, and that's uh, that's awesome to see. And, of course, he knows a lot of the guys on this team, including Dave Bell, the head coach, who was his assistant back uh, in his second year, like you mentioned in the interview. So uh, he's he's the type of guy that uh, you like having as a teammate, a uh, good guy in the, in the room and on, all the way around on the ice too. Uh, he certainly shows, uh, shows his worth and uh, very much a student of the game, like I said. Try to get uh, some more Belleville Sens alums on the podcast as well. Shoot us uh, a, a tweet or a message on social media at Belleville Sens. Let us know who you want to hear from next. We'll try to line that up for you. When we come back, we tee up the week to come with three games on deck for the Belleville Sens. Stay with us. Big divisional games will make February huge. Let your Belleville Senators hear you cheer. And he gets robbed by the left pad of Matt Sogard. Saturday, February 10th, 7 p.m. Sens play the Utica Comets, AHL affiliate of the New Jersey Devils for Women in Hockey Night. Celebrating women in hockey within our community and around the world. Pre-game panel with special guests. More in 2024 with your Belleville Senators. See BellevilleSens.com. Go, Sens, go! Last segment of the episode, episode 11 of the Belleville Sense podcast. David Foote and Brock Ormond here with you. Thanks again to Drake Batherson for his time. And uh, again, really nice to catch up with former players who have spent some time here. And, and much like the old Belleville Bulls days, uh, you hear stories from these guys just about how much their time in Belleville means. You know, Regardless of how short it is, Drake was only here for a couple of seasons, but um, you can tell that the area kind of uh, you know connected with him and resonated with him, and and he's not alone in that feeling. I know for sure. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, you got guys like Josh Norris up there right now. Eric Brandstrom, who was here in Belleville, they all have more than likely have the same thoughts and feelings about Belleville. And it's uh, one of those cities that uh, it's, a, it's a small town. Maybe some people aren't familiar with it coming in from different places, but uh, they certainly uh, it certainly catches them when they come here, which is amazing to see. And for Drake Batherson, uh, the type of guy that, yeah, he has that East Coast uh, sort of uh, aura about him that uh, he, he definitely can... Uh, buy in or uh, come into a place like Belleville and really fit in well. And he's been uh, just outstanding all the way around. And we talked about his uh, experience in Belleville, all those points he racked up, uh, goes to Ottawa and does pretty much the same. And now it's all about uh, getting them to a top position, top uh, five at least, to get into a wild card spot and, and uh, bring postseason hockey back to Ottawa and have a, a really good uh, feeling of turning things around for that club. So he's, he's been great for them. Again, sitting in third place coming into the week this week, a couple points out of second, and uh, the Sens will look to gain uh, hopefully six more points this week, uh, as many as they can out of their three games, including Wednesday night, uh, the 17th of January at Utica, Friday night in Laval the 19th, and then the quick turnaround after some travel back home uh, to welcome Laval for Bell Let's Talk Night on Saturday, January 20th. Uh, what are you looking to see out of the Sens this week, Brock? Yeah, the uh, the game against Utica will be a really interesting one. They've only played once this season, which is uh, feels feels weird to say halfway through the year. But uh, Bell making the second trip. Their last one was pretty successful. Came back from three one down to win six to three. So uh, the Sens, uh, yeah, trying to t uh, not look too far ahead to Laval. Those games are always so tough, and it's getting tighter now between Belleville and Laval. The Rocket overcame a pretty uh, tough start. Now all of a sudden they're four points back at Belleville, though Belleville does have one game in hand. So uh, those two games will be crucial, but that game against Utica, Belleville can't overlook that. Uh, seven points separating the two teams with uh, Utica actually having a game in hand on Belleville with the uh, 33 points right at 500. A team that's uh, definitely not found their footing in terms of consistency this year, mm -hmm. but uh, they have uh, they have a, a decent roster. They got uh, the New Jersey Devils um, aspect as well. They coming in from uh, that team that's been doing so well lately. But a lot of veteran guys uh, and guys that have been around the, the, the block a time or two, uh, Joe Gambardella, Arno Durando as well, uh, and you mix it in with some young guys uh, like uh, Michael Vukjevic, who uh, is one of those guys that, uh, you know, really shone in junior hockey, which was, uh, which was amazing to see. And then uh, Akira Schmidt coming back from the, uh, from the Devils and paired with uh, Eric Schalgren, the former Toronto Marley and Maple Leaf, as uh, they, they got a good balanced attack there. And Kevin Deneen is a very experienced head coach. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the uh, one of the coaches that stuck out for me in the AHL, of course, he coached in the uh, the world the uh, world championships with the women's as well. And uh, so he's been uh, around the block with various experiences and coaching well in the in the AHL. That uh, consistency definitely has, has been an issue for Utica. And if they can get some offense out of their all-star, Graham Clark as well, that'll be key for them. But for Belleville, uh, yeah, just stick to their, their game plan that worked. And outside of that 8-0 loss against Toronto, they have been rolling eight wins in nine games. And ever, ever, really ever since the, the end of November, it seems like Belleville has been one of the stronger teams in the league just based off of their system of uh, the strong goaltending. They give up some chances, but then they come right back and start piling on the opportunities and get goals out of it. So uh, definitely a good transition game will be key against that Utica team in particular, who's got, uh, like I say, a lot of veteran presence. And you talk about that uh, Laval Rocket team that was in the basement for 
basically the first three months of the season, uh, October, November, and much of December, and uh, now have gone on a real run here in January, as, as we kind of expected they would. Uh, they figured it out. You know, everybody's kind of starting to click. I think they've been steadied by uh, the presence of Arbor Jackai on the back end, uh, you know, instilling some fear, not fighting, but, uh, you know, learning to play defensive uh, hockey at the professional level. Uh, you know, their goaltending is not the greatest, but uh, they've got enough uh, firepower up front and guys like Joshua Waugh and others uh, that can can really make you pay if you make mistakes. And, and if Belleville's in one of those, uh, uh, you know, moods, if you will, where the offense isn't clicking, uh, they could be in for a pretty uh, competitive couple of games against the Laval Rocket. Yeah, and Laval, uh, yeah, one of those teams that uh, do doesn't matter how you start, it's kind of how you finish, and it's still... Uh, halfway through, so they still haven't uh, finished strong just yet. But Belleville seems to have had a lot of success the last couple of years. They went 9-3 and three or something like that last year against them. But it seems like every other team, Laval, played well enough, just, just well enough to get in. But Belleville seemed to be their kryptonite, and this year is kind of uh, the same story. Only one victory, and it was after they came back from 4 nothing down. So Belleville has definitely had the upper hand, but again, they can't go off of uh, past experiences or past results, they got to be able to just push forward and and take a couple of big victories. And again, they got the travel to Laval from Utica. Then they got the travel back to Belleville, and they, they get in and play on the Saturday. So the uh, the timing is going to be a little bit tough, but uh, Belleville can weather the storm, especially in that second game in the first 10 minutes or so. Then they'll be in a, in a good spot for sure. But uh, Plas Bell is always a fun place to watch and call a game, and I imagine for you uh, to to see the Rocket fans there. They definitely uh, build off uh, from their Montreal counterparts and how loud they can get. So, uh, but Belleville hasn't been intimidated by that whatsoever, and so the, all all they got to do is just uh, keep. Keep the motor steady and keep calm. Try to block out the noise, like they say, and and they'll be uh, they'll be all right. But Laval's really started to come on strong lately. Yeah, Laval's one of those buildings where you just love to win in um, because the fans are so loud and so vocal and so in the game that. Uh, when the away team goes up, it gets pretty quiet in there, and it's uh, uh, always nice when you can pick up a couple points in a rival's building like that. So, uh, again, on Wednesday, January 17th, depending on when you're listening to this episode of the show, uh, Wednesday, January 17th, the Sens are in Utica to take on the Utica Comets, uh, 6.50 on the Belleville Sens Entertainment Network, actually, for all three of these games. Friday the 19th in Laval, and then back here at home on Saturday, January 20th against the Rocket. Bell Let's Talk Night on Saturday, so the first 1,500 fans in the building will get a free Bell Let's Talk toque. And uh, I mentioned it on the uh, broadcast earlier this week that um, if you've been to a few Bell Let's Talk days and you're accumulating some uh, blue toques, these ones are a little bit differently designed uh, than those pom-pom ones ones we've had the last few seasons so uh, don't stay away because you've already got a Bell Let's Talk Tuke. Uh, we'll also be sharing again uh, some messages about the importance of mental health and keeping that a priority and, and the things that we can do to help improve our mental health because uh, it's uh, obviously such an important uh, part of life um, these days more than ever so Bell Let's Talk Night on January 20th. Uh, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca or the Ticket Hub at BellevilleSends.com. Uh, I like the Sends chances this week Brock uh, in general if they can just like you said, keep sticking to the plan and uh, remember what helped them win those seven games in a row and, and maybe also in the back of their minds think about what led to that 8 nothing loss in Toronto and just try not to repeat that again. Yeah, discipline is the key for sure. The The discipline kind of slipped away for them a little bit on Friday and, and Dave Bell mentioned it too and uh, just said they had to turn the page and get back to what was working for them on Sunday and they did that to their credit, which is uh, – Again, goes to show you the, the value of just keeping calm and not uh, overexerting yourself or not um, getting too 
too far in your head after you know one bad loss. And like you said, it doesn't matter what the score is, whether it's eight nothing, two nothing, uh, twenty to nothing. Doesn't matter. It's 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 you know just coming back and finding your way again, uh, and making it a different game. And Laval's uh, Utica and Laval both have a lot of great uh, offensive teams, and it's just uh, trying to close off of those uh, star players like a Graham Clark, Jan Mishak. Uh, Nathan Lagare on Laval, uh, just just some of those uh, tough guys. And defensively, Belleville's been strong lately. Uh, yeah, they just got to stick to that system and put themselves uh, in the right position to win and uh, don't try and do things that uh, maybe are outside of their, their comfort zone and just stick to it and, and uh, put some pucks in behind uh, their defense because that's where they're really the strongest when they move that around and get good shots. Big week of divisional games ahead. Again, all the games can be heard on the Belleville Sands Entertainment Network. Uh, thanks again to Drake Batherson for his time. A big congratulations to goaltending coach for the Ottawa Senators, Justin Peters, on his performance. Thanks to Brock for being here and you for listening as well. We'll leave you with the highlight of the week this week, courtesy of Kyle Betts, a beauty on a penalty shot to help Belleville to the win over Toronto on Sunday. We're back next week. Have an excellent rest of the week, and thanks for listening to the Belleville Sands podcast. So Kyle Betts is going to get the penalty shot, his first in the AHL. Left-handed shot. The Flesherton native comes into the right circle. Betts shoots and scores! What a shot! What a finish from Kyle Betts for his first of the season. And it's 2-0 Belleville thanks to a penalty shot by Kyle Betts. We went all in on the...